Welcome to the Jamodi Podcast, where we interview coaches and leaders to find out not just what they do, but how they do what they do. Becoming the best version of ourselves is Jamodi, just a matter of doing it. What's one quality you see in leaders that coaches need to cultivate in their own habits? Um, to be able to call each other out without bruising each other. Now, what I mean by call out is, um, you know, uh, coaches do it all the time when they see, you know, players doing something that they either shouldn't be doing or they could do it better or they missed a read or something. And, or maybe it's their effort, um, energy, I don't know. But the the coach doesn't think anything about calling out the players, right? <clears throat> but I really do think in in um, uh, these times that we're in, you've got to you've really got to work on a culture that that allows you to call each other out on these things with an understanding that hey, I'm trying to make you better. Uh, I, I do not, I value our relationship more than anything and I don't want to bruise it. And uh, some people can do it very well. Others like me, we, we have to work on it. But I also think that players, you know, of course, coaches could call out coaches, on, but players can call out coaches. Now, what mm -hmm. I mean by that is uh, I'm not just on anything. Right. I think it helps if you were to say, have a uh, commitment statement uh, before your season and sit down and say, look, this is what I promise to bring to practice every day. This is what I promise to do with perhaps each individual player. This is, this is me. This is who I am. Lay it out there with the idea that if you don't meet up to it, your, your players, your other coaches can and should call you out. I think, I just think it's really good for each other. What a healthy, healthy environment and culture it, it is when players are able to, because uh, I'm not just calling out, but asking questions where they feel like, I mean, without fear of getting, you know, a negative response from their coach. But you're right. If a coach tells a team, this is how I'm going to show up every day, uh, then there's a higher expectation for for them for us to show up like that. But then players, there needs to be uh, uh, you know the teach them the appropriate way to hold. Because coach, that that's not right. Coach, you're doing it wrong. Like no, 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 no. Uh, there <laughs> has to be a correct way of doing that, right? Oh yeah, and of course, leaders. You see this in natural leaders. You know they can bring it out in you. They can correct you, and you don't even know it until it's over with and. It's the next day, and you went, gee whiz, uh, I guess he did kind of step on my toes, or she she, she actually called me out, and I didn't realize it was just done in such a manner that I accepted it for what it was, good, good correction, uh, good guidance. And, um, um, again, I just I see natural leaders doing this and, and doing it and doing it well. I think it's really important too for uh, for the coaching staff to have that type of dynamic. So I 
I'm uh, this is my ninth year as a head coach. So right. I'm, I would still consider myself a, a young head coach. I, I just not a lot of experience. And I felt over the years uh, uh, a little bit of hesitancy towards not and obviously not in front of my team, but even giving that feedback and correction to my coaching staff, whether they were older than me or younger than me. And so what advice do you have for coaches that do want to be able to lead their, because with players at being an adult, they're right. teenagers, there's that natural dynamic of I can correct you. And if you were uh, brought up the right way, you'll handle it the right way. Right. Uh, but with, with coaching staff, what's some advice you have there? Oh, I think, I think honesty and openness uh, has, is king. Uh, you, um, and, it, and as much as can be written down, mm. I think the better. Uh, you know, we're, as an example, I think before you get into the, the calling each other out, the holding each other to a standard, there's got to be an agreement, a corporate agreement players, coaches, coaches, moms, that we're all on one track. Now, if you're not on this track, then don't sign this agreement, hop off. The one track is we're trying to get the absolute best out of all of us. Hmm. And you know something? That means we've all got to grow, and that means it's going to be a little painful, and we've got to have a way of growing each other, which is going to be painful. Yep. With, again, without bruising. And the reason I pick the word bruising, Matt, is bruises are marks that are left behind. I don't want marks left behind. All I want is a trail of improvement to show up. That's great. I, I, was, I got to talk with Coach Drew uh, a little bit about, and he, he said something about the way that him and his staff, they, they have such a unique relationship is they're, they are all equally trying to help each other and make each other grow. It's not Coach Drew up at the top just giving orders down and nobody can go up to him. It's it, They're all on the same playing field. And I think when, when you have that type of dynamic, man, you see their culture of joy maybe even more through that with their coaching staff. Oh, yeah. And I think you got to examine your language, you know, like the ability for you to say, What's the solution here? Why should you always have it? Why not let them discover it? Maybe you know it, but you're going to guide them. Get, let, let them discover it. We know it like the Socratic method. Mm. Um, and this just means giving up a little bit of ego Yeah. in, in order to do it. And full moment of transparency. Because what we're talking about is, especially as head coaches, if, you've, if you're new or if you've been doing this for a long time, is being humble. And realizing that other people may know things that you don't, but that it's it's easier said that like we we want players to be coachable, we want players to 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 be sponges. But then I found my so when I started directing with PGC, uh, I and I got a little bit of a rhythm of my own. Chad Sanji came and evaluated me, and I expected for him not to have too many notes. You know, I was I was a little bit arrogant with what I was doing. And I it, it was like I was transported back in time to being a player again. And here's this guy telling me all of the ways that I can grow and and, and improve. But man, like the comfort I was in the comfort zone. And it's a beautiful place where nothing grows. 
And I was very resistant to what he was saying, but like great reminder for coaches to, we can never stop growing and we don't know everything. Right. You said you were in your ninth year, right? Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, Don Meyer said it, it'll take you 10 years to create your own coaching philosophy. Hmm. Interesting, huh? Well, I'm, you, still, you I'm, may, still, I'm still on that path then. Still on that path. Uh, you may be an exception. No, no. I, I think he's right on the money. Uh, I, I think you know, if we, we look back five, ten years, if we're doing the same thing we were doing before, right. I think we have to always be evaluating the why behind uh, every sure. everything we're doing. Sure. Well, I, I just remember thinking, and it was a lot more longer than ten years for me, maybe double that. Um, that at first I'm coaching the way my coaches coach. Mm. I'm running practices the way my coaches ran practice. I never really even sat down and wondered why we did what we do. Why do we do a five-man weave? What? How is that supposed to transfer to a game? <laughs> right. I've know, never seen a team of five go like yeah, this and start I, running. I've <laughs> never seen that. You know. <laughs> you know, I stopped. I stopped uh, drilling suicides because. I was afraid my players would start to transition and touch the line, turn around and come back and give you, you know, no, nah, just kidding. Um, but then I also, um, uh, I found myself coaching my players as if my players were me. Hmm. Like, this is how I would like to be coached. Well, times have changed, you know. For me, it was like, hey, whatever the coach says goes, you know, run through that wall. I run through that wall. Uh, you know, I don't question this This person knows more than me. They're the leader. They're running this. I follow. I learn. You know, that's, uh, you know, there's just a different. So, so I had to change in terms of, okay, this is a new generation. And it's, by the way, which is always changing you know, from one year, one year to the next. And uh, I've just got to approach some things differently. Yeah. I think we have to continue to meet kids where they are. Yep. And, and they're, they're just not always going to be exactly where we, we want yep. them to be for sure. No, well, you, well, waste, you waste a lot of time trying to get them there. Yeah. When you just meet them where they're at, adapt and go on, you know. Thank you for checking out today's episode. Please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast share it with your fellow coaches, and find us on social media for what's coming up next on the Jamoti Podcast. It's just a matter of doing it.